Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the Fight Podcast, Sergio Vicente. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yo, welcome to the Fight Podcast, the weekly combat sports and culture podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. We have a great show for you guys today. Um, I have a great conversation with MMA and UFC vet Gilbert Smith, but... Before I jump into that, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Subscribe, listen, rate, share. The show is currently on iTunes and SoundCloud. Yo. Yo, all right. So today I had the pleasure of speaking with Gilbert, the good guy Smith. Gilbert is a gym owner, UFC vet, former RFA 170-pound champ, and so much more. This was seriously a great convo. We got to talk about so much in this one, from MMA to education to health of all kinds. So, without further ado, here is my conversation with Gilbert, the good guy, Smith. Enjoy. Hey, Brother Smith, man, how you doing today? I'm doing good, brother. I, I can't complain. Good. Hey, man, thank you so much for joining me today, man. Um, like I said, I, I'm, I'm really, really happy to have uh, have you on the show. Uh, been a bit, been a fan for a while, man. Um, really, I started paying attention and saw you after, definitely after um, those seasons of uh, tough. But, uh, but yo, you've had a pretty amazing career, man. Uh, you know, um, I, I don't know if I say that. I, I think I had a decent career. Okay. You know, um, there's obviously some things that I wish I would have done, but absolutely, or better yet, accomplished. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm I'm happy. Absolutely, man. I actually, I was. I mean, I was more so in terms of um, just the totality of everything. I mean, you you have accomplished a lot that honestly, a lot of guys can't haven't even fathomed. I mean, everything from you know owning a gym, um, you know, being a BJJ black belt, you know, being RFA champ, you know, competing in the the, the largest stages possible. You know, just all in all, there's so many yeah. people that could would love to be in that position. And not only have I felt like you've handled it listen to what i've seen um you've been such a great representative of the sport uh through and through um is that something to you again representing the sport well how do you feel about that and for you is that something that you you carry with you yeah um 
You know, the thing about uh, fighters, most people think fighters are uneducated. Um, they are brutes. You know, just people that, that enjoy violence. Mm-hmm. And, and and I really try to portray the opposite of that because that's not the truth for most of us. Right. Most of us enjoy the challenge, the physical challenge of saying that, hey, man, if we put down everything, if all things if all things were created equal, meaning that we are not going to grab a ball or a bat or a stick or or whatever. We're just going to use the gifts that God gave us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Our two hands, our two feet. You know, we're going to try to be within the same weight class and and and, and maybe even close to the same amount of, of, of our experience. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, you know, you're not going to see a debuter going against a guy that got 20 fights exactly. for the most for the most part. Right. Um, so everything created equal. Who is the better man? Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what most guys enjoy. We enjoy that challenge. It's really similar. One thing that I always equated to is what I'm talking to because people Joe Rogan has a thing where he's saying it's like chess in terms of it's, you know, um, it's like like it's you're playing chess with just like dire consequences essentially so you have to be someone who can think quickly on their feet and it isn't like some of the sports i don't believe it is something that is just reactionary you know you have to have more than just quick reaction times to be successful in this game um aside why do you think because i know there are a lot of people in the game that are educated um yourself you have two master's degrees you know and that is not in my opinion publicized as much as i believe it should why do you think that is and how do you think the organizations and honestly just the MMA community itself how can we you know really start pushing that narrative so that we aren't people don't look at us just as you know savages or dumb jocks or meatheads well I mean I I think doing stuff like this having a podcast Mm -hmm. you know and allowing giving me the opportunity to to tell my story can help promote this because, you know, people don't know what they don't know. So if they don't know that I'm educated like this, then mm-hmm. then, then it typically wouldn't ask that question. And because, you know, there are some fighters who are not, you know, and, what, and what's happening now is more and more fighters are going into the sport younger, right. meaning meaning that they don't even have the opportunity to go into a post-education. Right. You know, in, you know, past high school. So mm-hmm. if you see someone make it to the UFC at 21, 22, they probably did not go to college. Right. They haven't had that oh. even that, that opportunity yet. Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, So uh, uh, I think by by having these discussions and talking about the importance of education, mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 a good conversation to have. Now, I will say this. I also believe not not everyone should go to college. You know, people right. go to college and rack up a bunch of student loans and then do and then do absolutely nothing. True. I mean, and then you do have those specific athletes like the like, for instance, like Aaron Picos of the world. He is somebody that is a uh oh, uh, I might have lost them. Give me one second. Hopefully it reconnects. Hey, 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 hey sorry about that. Can you hear me? Yeah, man, I I, I made a mistake and hit the wrong button. <laughs> all right, no worries at all, man. No Someone was at all. calling me. It was super weird. Someone was calling me, mm-hmm. and then I tried to 
declined the call and then it shut this down too. Oh, dude, I I mess stuff up on my phone all the time. Like especially with um like the FaceTimes and every time Apple comes up with a new update, man, I swear my phone starts really acting crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um but uh just kind of uh what we're talking about um Really, again, changing the narrative that people have of, you know, combat sports, you know, athletes and definitely, again, again, really having these conversations and really putting these type of, you know, just showing how everyone is actually at the forefront. Um, What do you think the organizations themselves, do you think they're actually doing it? in just or they're actually like purposely you know leaving that aspect out of it um i don't know if they purposely leave leaving it out i think what the problem is that it's not juicy enough mm. you know you know they're rather rather me tell the story to how i came up broke and poor and you know i, I had to fight to feed my family and you know those stories are more right. like dramatic so you know they could sell that as being a super underdog and I didn't have anything I wasn't blessed with this you know so like you know doing the whole Rocky story you know from the racks riches and people love an underdog story oh 100% but it's it's funny though because you would think that people they could also push that because that that's relatable somebody who you know grew up all right has a good education a smart person has a good head on their shoulders but like we talked about at the very beginning somebody who just really enjoys the competition yeah yeah and um so i do believe that it is a story that could be told you know um you know especially with my story because it wasn't like i i wasn't I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I was born in the ghetto. I was born in the projects and I was I was raised in a single parent household. And what saved me is that I joined the army. Right. I, as, as soon as I graduated high school, which I barely graduated, like I like I like if I talk to the people I went to school with and find out I actually went to college and got a degree, they'd be surprised. You know, I graduated, I graduated with a low D average. Okay. Really graduating with, you know, with the skin of my teeth. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't go to you know, my whole sophomore year. I, I basically skipped school the whole year. I was on a block doing, doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and from there, you know, uh, what happened was my junior year, I kind of, got with a better crew and I turned my life around and I went back to school and and even my senior year I, I messed up so much that I had to I had to do uh, uh, night school early morning school Saturday school to make up for the credits that I failed during my sophomore year so I could graduate on time man now has that's incredible. I mean, and that already in itself just shows your perseverance and determination just throughout your life from an early age. When did martial arts actually come into the fold for you? Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I did wrestle a little bit in high school, so it was it was, it was something that I, I enjoyed, but I definitely wasn't um, dedicated enough, you know, disciplined enough at that moment to. Uh, to pursue wrestling at a high level. I feel like I was athletic, but man, I was too much about girls and being on a block and making money. Right. So, so 
but when I joined the army and I realized that, you know, when I was 17, man, and I graduated high school kind of early, meaning that, you know, just when my birthday landed, I, I graduated at 17 years old. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're like one of the younger guys of your grade. Yeah. 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 And, um, and, and when I graduated, I was like, I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like you see all the you see all the bad things that's happened to people that that lived that life, and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't about that life. You know what I'm saying? I was doing things because I felt like I needed to to make money, right? But I knew in my heart that I, I was just wasn't that dude. Like I didn't like I didn't I wasn't ride or die. I, I wasn't a guy that was like, yo, I go to jail, I don't care. I get shot, I don't care. Right. I, I, I wasn't about it. So I'm <laughs> like, man, I'm not about that life. Like, forget that. I want to live. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so I was like, you know what I'm going to do? And, and I know I did, school wasn't the answer because I barely graduated college. So I know I didn't have confidence to know I was going to go to, co- I mean, I barely graduated high school. So I know I didn't have the confidence that I was going to be successful in college. So, you know, I decided to join the army, man. And I joined, once again, I joined so young that my mother had to sign up for parental rights. I joined in August, but I didn't turn 18 until October. So so I turned 18 in basic training. Man. And, 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 and that's what gave me some purpose. I felt like I had something to work towards that was positive. Now, I'll be honest with you, man. In the Army, we do a little combatives. There's nothing too serious. but It's I like was, basic jujitsu and stuff like that. Most of it. it, it it's not even... It, it was less than basic jujitsu. It, <laughs> it was basic bad jujitsu. Like, it, <laughs> it like the combatives program, especially when I was in. Right. You know, it's funny because the person I got my black belt under... Was a was a combative instructor who got his his black belt under Matt Lawson, who's the one that established the combatives in the army. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But but, but once again, but that didn't happen to like after I was almost getting out the army. Right. Oh, dude, you you had a like this just a journey in itself. Yeah. So when I joined the army back in 1999, combatives was not a thing. You know, that was before the war. That was before uh, 9-11. You know, that was like we was in peacetime. Like they 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 taught us more by shooting a weapon and doing a little hand to hand combat. But the combatives program wasn't something that was like pushed like the way it is now. Right. Right. So. So anyway, but you get a little taste. Mm hmm. And I and I had a good time, but what, what got me into martial arts was actual capoeira. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you know, for those I, of us who don't know, capoeira is the essentially like dance style of martial arts that originates from Brazil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 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 capoeira was established for the slaves to train in martial arts without looking like they're training in martial arts. So the slave masters did not know that it was training. Now, people don't understand the true history of capoeira. And I study this. So understand that Brazil abolished slavery in 1885, 20 years after after the United States. Right, right. Brazil was one of the last countries, the last last established countries to abolish slavery. Funny enough, uh, United States wasn't too far behind them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like right. we was kind of behind the power curve too when it comes to abolishing slavery. Anyway, <laughs> we're still working on that. <laughs> <We're> still working. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because Europe already abolished slavery years ago. Right. But anyways, 
So, so Capoeira was a way for them to, you know, train martial arts. And they did it in a couple of different ways. One, they did it, you know, because it comes from Africa, you know, Angola and, and like, and it has a lot of African history behind of it. Right. So when I, so when I learned about Capoeira and I saw it, I, it was actually in my neighborhood, two girls were playing Capoeira. I walked over to them like, Hey, I got doing Capoeira. I saw it in the movie, All in the Strong, but I never knew like, you know, there was actually a school I was teaching it, at least not locally, right. in Colorado, as I was stationed in Colorado. Okay. Anyway, they were like, yeah, there's a school, you know, and they gave me an address. So I went to go train at the school. Uh, I went to that school, started training Capoeira, and just like you said, Capoeira is a Brazilian martial art. Mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu is a Brazilian martial art. Ah, okay. So, yeah, so a lot of people that was doing Capoeira started doing Jiu-Jitsu or was doing Jiu-Jitsu. Right. And then I jumped into Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. Oh, man, that's it's really funny how, you know, you hear about different people's like how they have gotten to that point. But that's such an interesting path on going from the military. Like I said, seeing somebody just because just so happened to be stationed in Colorado, seeing somebody doing Capoeira and uh, and going out. Do you still practice Capoeira at all? Uh, man, I wish I did. I thought about it so many times and I'll be like, uh, you know, I, I should go because my because my old messer who 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 brought me into this game, this is back in 2005. Right. OK. OK. Um, you know, uh, which was the year that I got out the army. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, you know, who brought me into Capoeira and then, you know, introduced me to jujitsu. He still teaches here and, and and he's a really good friend of mine. And, uh, and, you know, life happens so funny mm-hmm. because then he got a son, you know, and then his son turned out to be best friends to my girlfriend's son. <laughs> you know, it, it's so crazy how, how it all played out. But anyways, I, I say to That's myself, cool. right, man, I, 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 sh- I should go and get back into Capoeira. But, but then I think about, like, my body just don't move like the way it used to. I'm 37 years old. and Right. And, uh, and it just don't move like that. Uh, I mean, and, I guess. And after uh, twenty like three years of martial arts training, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's you know we we're, we get a little beat up after a while. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and 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 uh, after competing and fighting and training and you know being rough and rugged on my body, mm-hmm. like. You know, I'm just not as limber as I used to be back when I'm back in 2005. Right. You know, now in your career, like I said, you, you've gone through tough and, and you've competed at like the high levels. And again, you're still a competing, evolving athlete, like the evolving and the learning never stops. How are you taking care of your body now opposed to how you used to when again in 2005 and yeah, shoot, even five years ago? You know, how, how are you, you know, changing that up? How is that? training changed for you well well so first and foremost i I went to school and got my bachelor's degree in exercise science so i learned how to work out better before i used to just bench press and bench press and bench press which used to kill my joints and my shoulders and stuff now i work out more athletically so my body could go through those range of motions and be ready and be able to take the rigorous intensity of you know of martial art training Mm-hmm. So, so I'm doing a lot of, uh, um, so a lot of people, is it more uh, like sports specific movements? Yeah, 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 yeah. But people only worry about those things after they get injured. Right. Right. You know, so I, I tell people all the time, they want to be athletic, but don't want to train athletics. Mm-hmm. 
Like you want to be kicking and punching and and doing rolls and submission and stuff, but you don't train your body to uh, to handle those type of movements. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so so that's definitely one of the one of the ways that I help maintain my body. Of course, you know, diet, eating, and resting, and 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 you know, another big thing I do mm-hmm. is I keep a good rhythm. Okay. Okay, and yeah. so so you you definitely are one of those people that, for the most part, all year long you're yeah you're I you're, you're in shape every day. Hard okay. work, dedication, man. And like I mean, it's being great. that I, I own a gym mm-hmm. makes it easy. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm a teacher and a coach and a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it forces me to live that life. But but I I couldn't imagine stopping for six months, and then try and then trying to get back into it. J- right. Right now, and, and so now that and again, you do you are you again you you're a gym owner, Victory MMA, um, in boxing. You know you have uh, your gym there. You have your students. Um, that in itself, you're giving back to the community. Um, how do you see your space in the community as a gym owner, as a, an instructor? Um, how do you see your role there, and how does that benefit you as you walk into the cage or into any competition yourself? Okay, well. So that's a two part answer. Uh, one, I'm I, I'm a retired fighter now, so I don't fight anymore. Okay. However, yeah. uh, I had my last fight last year, but I'll tell you how my gym, my my coaching and teaching at house, you know, I believe reinforce my placement in the community or, or me giving back to the community. Is that okay? Granted, someone comes to my gym, they pay me tuition. Okay, they pay me a hundred dollars a month, whatever. Right. Now, what I give them back, I believe in my own opinion, my own humble opinion, is way more than what they pay. Mm-hmm. Because I really dedicate my life to helping people, to motivating people, to be there, not just in a jam, sometimes with their personal life, sometimes with, you know, just helping them navigate through different things that you're going through. Maybe it's a relationship. You know, as a coach, like, I, I mean, part of me wish I'd have got my degree in psychology. <laughs> yeah. You know, people don't understand know. how how like if the tr- people's trainers are not only their 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 life coaches, their trainers, like you said, their yeah. therapist, they they, yeah. wear, they have to wear multiple hats, especially yeah, good you, ones. Yeah, you do, man. Because because yeah, I could teach you how to throw a punch or or how to do an armbar, but if your mind is not right. Mm-hmm. You know, any lesson that I teach you, you know, any technical lesson I teach you is not going to resonate with you when your life is, is not in order, when you dealing with relationship problems, dealing with money problems and you're dealing with, you know, just trying to find who you are, you know, and, and nervousness and anger and, and anxiety and depression. You know, when you're dealing with all those aspects, because I've, I've been through a lot as a coach, sure. just as a coach, I'm not even talking about as a fighter, but just as a coach, like I've had a student kill himself. You know, and and I'm sorry and, to hear and that. That, yeah, man, that happened a couple of years back. I think by 2011. Wow. Man. Yeah, it was 2011, and um, and that devastated me. And and like, and I and I always said to myself, if I could have just asked him a question, if I could just ask him, like, you know, how you doing? How's life? Yeah. Because he. People come to class and they smile and like and they they, they come to class and you go go through technique and you roll and grapple kick punch whatever and then they leave and go home and like and and, and, and sometimes you have conversations with people that's a little bit more extroverts yes. people that are a little bit more introvert you like they leave and go right 
Right. You know, and, 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 and you never know what, what demons people are dealing with. And sometimes people are crying out, looking for attention and, and, and they don't seek it. And then they go into a deeper depression and realize they feel like nobody don't care. So, so I'm not saying that I'm the I'm the fixer, I'm the be all, or, or I can make things better. But you know, just sometimes just reaching out to one of my students, be like, "Hey, man, how's life? Oh, what's going on?" Yeah, yeah. And, and just having a simple conversation could really it, it could it, it could really help someone out and, and change their lives. And I feel like uh, besides me teaching technical work, uh, uh, me just teaching them, you know, it, it just being a good friend at times, I think is one of the biggest attributes that I give back to my community. That's awesome, man. Um, how do you feel? And again, we are talking about mental health and I think mental health just in the country itself has been a very, very intriguing talking point just to say yeah, the least. Um, how do you feel mental health is treated for combat sports and combat sports athletes and is that something that people are like, like is that something that people are taking precedence in and are, are there like enough you know what i mean there's um trust well, let's get deep about that yeah absolutely let's i want to about that because uh, we talk about mental health which is one thing mm-hmm. but what about mental health in the black community which is almost a absolutely. a a, un, a unheard of topic you know, right. yeah. and 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 and, uh, and we as me as a black man, mm-hmm. and I'm, know, I'm black I, and Puerto and, Rican myself. Yeah, and uh, and 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 I can't sit there and say, oh, I'm feeling depressed, and people look at me weird, right? You know, or yeah. you know, or whatever. They, we don't have the ability to have that conversation with each other, right? You know what I'm saying? So. I believe mental health is a serious problem all around. It's not a black or white thing, but I just say in the black community, it's a, it's, it's it's more it's a it's a topic that we are we don't talk about. It's a stigma for us. Yes, yes, and that's one thing I think a lot of people don't understand in the black and brown communities. For us to even admit any level of weakness is yeah. frowned upon. And if someone says, oh, man, it's like, oh, I have to go to a doctor essentially for my head. People, you know, will almost cast you out. So yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand well, that in our I'm communities, it's like oh, that. Oh, 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 more importantly, because the way we was raised. Exactly. We don't are cry, no emotion. Yeah, we right. we telling ourselves we just weak and we, we need to be tougher mm-hmm. and, and and face this opposition, not knowing that this battle that we're fighting is a battle that maybe we can't win on our own. Right. Right. You know. So, so so so. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was gonna say. So for yourself, it is something like therapy or like mental health. Um, I know a lot of people do. Um. Uh, do specific, you know, coaches, you know, or, or, or go through hypnosis or whatever the case may be. I know a lot of people have different things that they feel as if is beneficial, even for myself. Like I have a therapist, you know, I made a point because I feel like it's extremely important and I want to be the best version of myself. Is this something that you've noticed more athletes and more combat sports that specifically are embracing? Well, well, I tell you what, I mean, just with my bachelor's degree, we had to take a sports psychology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and we had to talk about those, top, those topics. Uh, I myself tend to, you know, and I say this, I believe 
uh, you know, because I'm not a big person on medication and things like that. And once again, I'm not a doctor, so right. I'm just speaking from my personal preference. You know, medicating people up and whatever kiss and be if you need it, like someone like Kanye West probably needed. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, that's something that I will let people make their own choice. I'm not here to judge. Right. But however, with that said, I believe one of the biggest uh, medication you can use that could solve a lot of mental illness, mm-hmm. especially depression, is working out. Yeah. And, and the reason, I mean, we can speak from a emotional standpoint, confidence standpoint, or even a physiological standpoint, meaning that your body, after a good workout, your body produces uh, endorphins mm-hmm. that can help boost your your uh, your emotional state, right? Okay, so like you, a lot of times you don't see depressed people. You see depressed people sitting on the couch. Yeah, oh yeah, couch lock all day. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, so as someone who's being productive, and you in the gym, you're working out, you're training, and another thing that happens, you are in a positive atmosphere. Give it the, the give it that you are in a good gym with good people that actually care about you. Mm-hmm. And now people are looking to beat you up. You you go to the gym. You're like, hey, what's going on, John? I can't wait to train today. Hey, what's going on, Tim? Sarah, how you doing? You know, Lisa, what's up? You know, what I'm saying like you in a you in a positive environment. Right, right. You know, everybody's there to help each other to get better. So so now after a good workout and everybody's hugging each other, you could just leave. The, you you could go to the gym and you feel like complete shit. Mm-hmm. Your girlfriend you, you lost your job, your uh, your kids are tripping, and your baby mama wilding out, your dog ate up your 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 uh, your favorite T-shirt, uh, <laughs> car broke down, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you get a good workout in after your workout, you be like, man, you know what? Life ain't that bad. It's all good. It's all good. You know it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that is one of those things, man. Uh, I know being able to go and just if I need to hit the bag, go down there, get a solid forty five minutes, just put my headphones on, work the bag for a little bit. There's there, there's no therapy like being able to just do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I and I, and the cool thing about it is um is having the ability to share that with other people too. You know, you can let other people in. Absolutely. And 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 so so you're not alone. You're not sitting home watching some depressed show, and you know just worrying about all the things that's going wrong in your life. You're actually out there being productive and doing something positive with positive people, and 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 and, and it really can help change your mental state. And when your mental st- state changes, then you can start attacking those real problems because now you're going to attack it with a, with a sense of positivity, right? And you can start to become more creative. That's true. Um, yeah. Hey, yo, it, it's it's one of those things that I don't think people take. And again, going back to just, you know, martial arts, um, I think those are something that are is very important to have. Um, because more than just regular gyms, martial arts gyms, there is that honor, respect. There's that that family, team, really, atmosphere, community atmosphere. Um, for yourself, and again, with your gym, with your, you know, with that, what has just, in general, martial arts meant to you in your life? Well, let's say this. 
I get up in the morning, mm-hmm. I take my son to school. And then I come back and then I go to the gym. I do my business work. I teach class. I train. I, I come back home. You know, I spend some time with my girlfriend and she comes to the gym. She trains. Her son comes to the gym, trains. You know, my daughters, if they need something, I go buy them stuff. Mm-hmm. If I need to pay a bill, I pay a bill. In other words, my martial arts training, my career, everything I've dedicated my life to has set me up to a, a lifestyle that now that I can, I'm living my dream. I'm doing what I want to do. My bills are paid. My kids are taken care of. I'm, I'm able to go out there and be positive in the community. I'm able to go out there and, and, and help people. So martial arts have given me everything that I ever wanted. And like, like if I'd have went, because, you know, in the Army, I was an IT guy, right? So I worked on computers. And things like that. Mm-hmm. If I would have went through, like, and, and even when I first got out, I was still doing, I was doing civilian contracting in, in Iraq. I was making six figures. Most of it was tax-free because I was in a war zone. And I was making good That's money. Cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great, man, but I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I hated because it, it wasn't your Make, truth. Yeah, no, exactly. I was making 160 a year. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? And, and like, you know, for... For I mean, for some people, that's nothing, right? But for my brother that came out from the projects, you know what I'm saying, from the streets of Jersey City, from the streets of Newark, from the streets of Manhattan, Lower East Side, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that, 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 that's good money. So, so, but I hated it. Right. I was unhappy. Like, I said to myself, there's no way that I can do this for another 20 years, no matter how much they're going to pay me. Yeah. That, that, that in itself would, would have been torture. Yeah. So at that time, I was just about to finish up my degree, my bachelor's in IT. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Err. I changed and I went and I and I, and I got my degree in, in uh, exercise science. I was like, I was like, OK, what do I want to do? I was like, well, I like working out. OK, shit, let's run with that. Let's do that for a living. Man, so essentially, bro, you are a, a walking example of someone who went out there and is following their dreams. Yeah, that's living it, man. amazing, man. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm no, uh, I'm no Conor McGregor, you know. What I'm, saying? I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making that money, you know. what I'm saying, but, but you know, my mortgage is being paid, my car is being paid, my my son, you know, he got some shoes, you know, he, he got some, you know, some Jordans and some Timberlands, and yeah, my yeah. girlfriend, my, you know, what I'm saying. Hey, I will say this, bro. I, I I'm very happy that even though you're in Colorado, you made a point to make sure. The Tims came with you. Yeah, you know, yeah. little man is rocking the Tims. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I gotta, you know, I mean, I, I be honest, I be honest with you. I got away from a while. I became, I became, you know, I kind of lost my my heritage for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's actually my son that brought me back. Yeah, he's the one that came with the Tims, and I was like. I was like, yo, this Tim's look mad nice. I was like, I was like, I was telling him, I remember back in the day when I had my Tim's, I thought I was the man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You couldn't tell me nothing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy me a pair of Tim's. Yo, hey, I'll tell you, hey, having a pair of crispy Tim's. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, in, I'm, I'm from Chicago. I grew up right here in the city. Uh, it, it, it's one of those things, man. We grew up watching the rappers in New York. Everybody was rocking Tim's, so we started rocking yeah. Tim's. It, it is definitely iconic, man. Yeah, I got away from it because in Colorado, Tim's don't last that long with the weather we have. Because you guys but, got real snow. <laughs> but uh, um, but now, nah, man, you know the thing about Tim's too, bro. Cause like, 
So I'm five nine, uh-huh. and my girl, she's five six. Okay. okay. So I'm still taller than her, but however, when she wants to rock her, her six inch high heels, she become taller than me, <laughs> which pisses me off because then I feel awkward. Right. But then, <laughs> but then if I put my tims on, that gives me about like two to three inches. So you're good again. <laughs> yeah, I'm good again. You know, Tim's is like Tim's for guys is like high heels for girls. Straight up, man. Hey, believe me, I have mine in the closet. I, I I'm ready to bust them out. Fall right here in the city. It's 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 that time. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, I'm gonna let you go with this one, man. Thank you so much for your time today, man. This honestly has been great. Um, yeah. I I think more people need to hear conversations like this of real people who have been in the sport, who compete in the sport, and seeing what you know, the sports actually made of, um, in kind of finishing up with the sport itself, man, how have you, what, how do you feel about the state of MMA right now? Mm, um, I think we, we losing the sport aspect and becoming way too more entertaining mm. you know, for, for entertainment. In other words, you know, rankings don't count. It's all about who can sell the most tickets, which is fine, man. You know, the sport got to grow. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, I want the sport to grow. I run an MMA school, so right. so if the sport of MMA keeps growing, that means my business will, will keep go keep growing. Mm-hmm. You know, so but I, I do think that if you keep getting away from rankings and, and, and driving the sport as as a real sport, then sooner or later people are going to get tired of the chicks and 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 the BS, and they're going to you know turn away. You know, I mean, we don't we don't want to go down the route of boxing. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, look what happened to boxing. Like, like HBO j- just pulled their boxing program. Yeah, HBO closed the books, and honestly, from what it sounds like, it sounds like Showtime might be right behind them. Yeah, exactly. And that's huge. Yeah. That is huge. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do believe like Fox Sports 1 and um, ESPN is going to take over, you know, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but you got to understand for, for, for HBO and Showtime to call it quits, HBO Boxing, that goes back generations. Man, it's almost 50 years, man. It's crazy. You know? Yeah. So... So, you know, we definitely don't want that to happen to MMA. We want to keep growing. But I do think they got, they got to walk that fine line between finding entertainment and making sure that we we, we keep in some type of uh, honesty with the sport. Man, that's true. There it is, man. Hey, um, I couldn't agree with you more, man. It, it's something that um, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of have this type of show where we can have honest conversation about the sport and actually keep the don't get it twisted. We all love the trash talking. It's entertainment is true, but we need to be able to keep some sort of structure, some sort of the martial way um, uh, about it, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you, yo, you hit me up anytime, man. I, I give you the real. Thank, hey, well, brother, thank you so much for your time today. Um, is there anything uh, you want to tell my listeners before we get out of here? Well, I, I would tell them to um, to check out my podcast, Hard Work, Bad Decisions. One hundred. You know, uh, yeah. You know, I, I go ahead and ramble on about crazy topics. You know. Um, uh, also, you know, check out my uh, w- w- which is on YouTube. Okay. So okay. I do more of like a video blog, something like you do. Okay. But uh, so it's so on YouTube. Check out my channel, Hard Work, Bad Decisions, and check out my martial art channel where I teach technique and workout to look up victory victory mma hustle hard boxing okay you see a lot of videos of me training and giving out techniques and giving out workouts and you've seen some of my sparring sessions dope 
dope, man. That's always interesting to see. I think people people need to uh, watch more sparring just to see like what people really get, yeah. man. That's really dope. Yeah, people are scared to show they sparring. They go, oh, well, you know, if I show my sparring, you know, maybe my opponent is going to see it. One, I'm retired, so I don't really care. I'm not fighting anymore. <laughs> I still spar just with my guys. It's because I want to stay sure. stay in shape and, yeah. and then keep my, my skills sharp. Also, um, two, even if even if I, if I was fighting and you watch my sparring, the way I spar and the way I fight is two different levels. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, so somebody watch my sparring thinking like, okay, that's the way he is. You're going to be wrong. But also, I have enough fights that people could look that up anyways. Hey, hey, man, after you have like five fights, we can, we can find it. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. So I'm not hiding no secrets. Right, right. Oh, man, that's great. Well, hey, man, Gilbert, man, thank you again so much today, brother. Um, I, I would love to have you back on the show again some point soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, we would, like I said, definitely love rapping with you, man. This was a great conversation. Word. No problem. All right, right, brother. You have a good one, man. Take care. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Boom! Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Serge Vicente, and you're listening to The Fight Podcast. That was a great conversation that I had with Gilbert Smith. Yo, really, really dope dude, man. I appreciate his time. He, again, he's he's coaching, he's running a gym, he has a family, as you heard, so just um, that much time, and also that much candid conversation and being that open with me, man, I really do appreciate, and to all the, the athletes and um, anyone who's involved in the sport that comes on the show, man, I really always uh, appreciate uh, their time, but uh, man, super interesting dude, man, super dope stuff, Um but yeah, uh, make sure, please go ahead and check out his YouTube page. Um, all the great content that he has on there, the YouTube show that he has, the breakdowns, as well as the different coaching tips as well. Um, if you're in Colorado, definitely go ahead and check out his gym over there as well. Uh, this is Serge Vicente. That is about all the time I have for today. Um, what else? What else? What else do we have? Um, we will be back this week. With more, uh, we have prospect alerts, we have fight news, and so much more. I'm going to try to get as much content to you guys as I possibly can. Uh, But hey, this is episode 43. This is Serge Vicente, and thank you guys so much for listening. The Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow The Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com purchase merch today yo all right thank you all once again for uh, joining me today and i will see you next time right here on the fight podcast peace out <laughs>